Welcome to the Evangel Temple Youth Ministries podcast. We pray that this message would be instrumental in God speaking to you and drawing you closer to Him. Now, here's today's sermon. so excited. I don't know how you preach this close, though, but I'm excited. Um, So before I start off with my message, I kind of want to tell you guys what God has called me to do. Because if you guys don't remember a little bit ago when Isaac did introduce me, I talked about how I'm called into ministry. I have this heart for youth. But I also really felt called to be a teacher. And so I was praying about it and praying about it. And I felt this peace, but not in like, not in teaching and not in conventional youth ministry. It was in um, actually evangelism and public speaking. So later on, I'll tell you about a little bit about my testimony and that will explain why I am passionate about the things that I want to public speak about, but I want to speak out against, um, against abuse and alcoholism and drug use, which are really heavy things tonight. So, but I'm really excited to talk about the Holy Spirit. So um, I will get started. Also, I speak really fast. So I told Isaac that if I start speaking fast, that he needs to slow me down. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. So um, let me get my notes really quick. By the way, the more amens I get and the more excited you guys are about the sermon, the better I will preach. That's just the truth, okay? So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's what I like to hear. Okay, so tonight, I was wrong. I don't need this. (laughs) Okay, so tonight, after talking about regeneration last week, which Abby kind of went into, tonight we are going to be talking about sanctification, and I am very excited. So I know that we're using biblical terms, so it may be a little like, oh, and I have the mind of a first grader. So if you honestly don't know what these words mean, I'm with you because they're long words, but obviously I know what it means because I'm preaching about it. So sanctification is um, to be made holy or to become holy. But we're going to talk about what that means because being holy is doing God's will, but it's more about how you do it. So let's start by talking about what sanctification is not. So I saw a church sign the other day on like national and it said, God wants spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. And I just thought it was really funny. Um, So sanctification is not forcing yourself to read your Bible. Um, And it's not the dreadful prayer that you pray before you eat. It's not the perfect checklist to becoming like a Christian. It's not comparing your good deeds and your sins. And it's not coming to church because your parents force you to or because you feel like you have to. Because if you're coming to church for that reason, you might be coming for the wrong reason. (laughs) And it's not condemnation. Our God doesn't condemn us. I don't know if you guys know that, but you guys know about a guy called Jesus, maybe? Maybe? The more you guys laugh, the better I preach, okay? Come on. All right, so sanctification is finding joy in the Lord. How many of you guys find joy in the Lord, okay? How many? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's going to church because you want to. I once heard somebody say, you don't have to go to church to be saved, but saved people come to church. Saved people come to church because they want to be filled by God, right? We want to be sanctified, (laughs) Sanctification is falling in love with God and in turn falling out of love with the world. So that's actually what the front of my Bible says. 
says, falling in love with God helps me to fall out of the world, out of love with the world. And um, I think it's just really good to keep in mind that um, we're not supposed to be focused on the things of this world. Um, all right. Well, and it's not, um, sanctification is not being able to keep the gospel inside of you. So when I was in high school, my youth pastor always used to talk about uh, how he would carry his Bible around to school. And so I thought that was really cool, and I'm like, I want to start doing that. And when I did, amazing things happened. So I was at um, Choir State. I don't know how many of you guys are in choir, but I'm a singer. And so I was at Choir State, and this girl comes up to me. I was just like writing in my Bible and like reading my Bible, and she comes up to me. And she's like, Autumn, like I used to be a Catholic, and I've fallen away from God She's like, I, like, party all the time, all this stuff. And we just had a really good conversation about God that day, just about his love and his forgiveness because she had, she had a lot of heavy stuff weighing her down about the things that she had done in her past. And we had this great conversation, and then the next week she starts going to church with me. And then the next week she keeps going to church with me. And then the next week after that she kept going to church with me, and she started a school ministry and she was saved, and that's just awesome. So when you can't keep the gospel inside of you, and you're, you're showing it to other people, you're telling other people about that, that is sanctification. That also goes into joy in the Lord, you know? It's, a, it's an internal desire. That's what sanctification is. And um, most of all, it's your focus. I would highly encourage you guys to bring your Bible to school because, let's just be honest, our public schools... They need it. They need it. Am I right? So <laughs> a professor of mine also told me that holiness is being made whole in the Lord and his will for your life. So wholeness equals holiness. So are you whole in the Lord and the plans that he has for you? Are you whole in his will? A Bible verse that I really think paints that picture is Galatians 5.16. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, and then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So are you of the world, or are you focused on the Lord? So the next part we're going to talk about is why we should care about sanctification. We know what sanctification is, but why do we as Christians care about it? So this is where we get into the heavy stuff you guys are learning. Sanctification is a reflection of God's power in your life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is new in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I wasn't raised in church. And my parents uh, are addicts. And my mom's an alcoholic. Um, my whole entire life, my dad has been addicted to marijuana. And my brother is just very against God. He's seven years older than me, and he just wasn't around for all the heavy stuff. He knew about my dad, but he left before my parents also got divorced. So, um, and he's just really against it for some reason. Uh, so I didn't grow up in church, and so that makes you guys think, well, like, so, like, When's your Christian birthday? Like, how old are you in Christian years? <laughs> Which um, I was actually saved 
August 12th of 2018. I was saved right before my senior year of high school. And so I started going back to church with my grandpa. When I was little, I went to church with him like occasionally. And then my parents were like, no. And then I started going to church with him again. And I was saved and called into ministry. And it was just this awesome thing. So, but you guys know about my parents now. So the thing is that the odds were against me. Like, statistics say that I should be an addict. Statistics say that I should be an alcoholic. Statistics say that I should be an abusive parent or an abusive girlfriend. But the thing is that our God changes all of that. Our God is not a God of the odds. And whatever you are going through right now, you could have God's power in you. You have God's power in you. And he could bring you out of that. So it's a reflection of God's power in your life. So we talked about that whole diagram of new heart, holy living, and empowerment. I want to let you know that if you're not saved, you don't have that power. If you are not saved, you don't have that power to be brought out of that dark place. You can have that power. You can receive God's power once he receives your heart. Yeah. Um, So when you give your life to Jesus, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happens. Um, that same life-changing power is in you, and it will be reflected in you. This could be Jesus fighting your own insecurities in your mind. This could be Jesus fighting what your bullies say. Or let's be honest, I know that some of you in here, you, you have grown up in church your whole life, but that doesn't mean your family's perfect. I know that some of you in here have been hurt by the people who love you most. I pray over these chairs every Wednesday, and I'm not saying that to boast about what I do. I'm saying that because, like, God has given me insight. I'm not saying that I know your lives like back, like the back of my hand or anything like that. But I'm saying God has given me insight, and he gives me insight on what to pray for. And I pray over you guys every Wednesday, and I pray breakthrough in your hearts and in this youth group. So I know that some of you are dealing with some really heavy stuff. And when you have that life-changing power inside of you, he can bring you out of that. Your Savior is here, and he's waiting for you. Sorry, I printed my notes on the back and front of the pages, so I had to do that awkward little shift. So the second reason we care about sanctification is because it's a command from God. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 and 4 says, it is God's will for you to be holy, to stay away from all sexual sin, and then each of you will control his own own body and live in holiness and honor. Yes, I said the word sex. We're in youth group. I said the word sex. And ladies, I have some relationship advice for you. Ladies and gentlemen, honestly, you guys ready? So I've been dating my boyfriend for a year. Uh, You guys may see him on Sunday sometimes when he is here. His name's Noah. He's lovely. And I will give you the same. (laughs) I will give you the same. He also went to church with Isaac and Sarah. And so, yeah. But he is great. Um, The advice is the same thing that my youth pastor told me. So when you're on a date with a guy, okay, when you're on a date, if he picks you up in his car or his mom's car, I don't know how young you guys start dating, which worries me. But if you're in his car, right, you bring your Bible, your Bible, guys, your Bible, okay? Bring your Bible, and you set it between you, okay? All right? And if he's willing to climb over Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to get to you, you give him the axe, okay? You guys get it? You give him the axe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys laughed. That makes me happy. 
<laughs> Another scripture that really um, shows that this is command from God, that sanctification is a command from God, is Leviticus 20, dot, dot, eight. <laughs> Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord your God who makes you holy. Keep all my decrees. Stay away from sexual sin. It is God's will for you to be holy. I am the Lord your God who makes you holy. I mean, how can this not be a command from God? I mean, come on, guys. If you read your Bible, this is conviction. You are experiencing it, okay? And the third reason that we care about sanctification is because of Jesus. John 17, 19 says, I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth. As followers of Christ, we live that out in all ways because Christ is our life example. We live out being followers of Christ and proclaiming, not just proclaiming that he's our Lord and Savior, but by believing it and letting the Holy Spirit work in our lives, letting the power of God be reflected in our lives by truly making our lives his and not our own. Our lives are his. Denying ourselves of worldly pleasures so that we can try to live like Jesus, so that we can live out God's will for our lives, so that we can be made holy in his truth. So I like to use this phrase called a hermit crab Christian because my brother had a hermit crabs when he was little and, uh, well, when I was little too. And so if you, if you have hermit crabs, you know that when they're in their like little cage and you don't look at them, you obviously know that they move because you come back and like the little guy with like the yellow shell is like in a different place, right? But as soon as you pick them up, they retract their whole like body and they're gone. And it's just like a shell. And you're really confused as to where the crab went. I was really confused as to where the crab went, okay? So this, I think this is a lot of what, a lot of what, this is what we do when people ask us about Jesus. This is what we do when somebody's like, oh, hey, like, I heard you go to ET. And they're like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. Why? Why aren't you bold for Jesus? Seriously, like, he, he, like, died for your sins. You got to tell people about that. Are you kidding? I know that there's people at your school that you were like, I want them to be saved. I want to see them <laughs> in heaven. Like, I don't, I don't want them to be, to be not saved. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a hermit crab Christian. Don't. Don't. I know that you're hearing all these things, and you might be, like, really intimidated I need to swallow. Um, you might be really intimidated. You're like, well, this sounds like a lot of stuff that I need to be doing, and I'm not really doing it, and it might make you a little scared, and it might make you a little convicted. You might feel that. I want to let you know that we're not perfect, that we will never be perfect, but how many of us out there are perfectionists? And how many of you are like, is there a step-by-step -step, like process to like receive forgiveness? Can like I have it, like a list? God, please give me a list. I need a step-by-step -step process. <laughs> I'm that person. I'm like, okay, God, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and, and like I'd really like to know what I need to do in order to be like good enough for you. The thing is that we won't. We won't, we can't obtain perfection. There's no perfect Holy Grammy award. There's no finish line of sanctification. And no offense, but if there was, it wouldn't be us, it'd be Jesus, 
right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, the reason that God doesn't expect perfection is that he expects progress. So if you're out there and you're like, I'm really struggling with a sin, no matter what it is, and I'm not blind to think that you guys don't go through through really heavy sins. I'm not blind to think that some of you are going on websites that you shouldn't be going on. I'm not blind to think that some of you have a boyfriend that maybe you shouldn't have right now. I'm not blind to think that. So if you really are going through a sin and you're struggling and you don't know what to do, and you're like, I don't even know if God is helping me anymore. I don't know if like he's even there. (laughs) Um, Stop expecting perfection. Stop. Your focus matters more than your fumbles. If you're focused on God, the fact that you messed up, if you ask for forgiveness, won't matter. So stop expecting perfection. You're not going to be perfect. We, we, we can't be perfect. Actually, Ephesians 5.17 says, do not act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. If you're focused on him, you'll know what he wants you to do, right? And you just don't act thoughtlessly. You don't go, oh, well, I'll do this anyways. Have you guys seen the TikTok where it's like a something that you really shouldn't do and then something that you should be doing and it's like bad for me, bad for me. <laughs> but, I, but I do it anyways. <laughs> I feel like that, that is something that you should be convicted of, you know? Do not act thoughtlessly. This is not saying that you shouldn't, like, this is not saying that you should stop trying to sin. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> you should be living your life for God. You should, you should be trying to live out his will in your life. You shouldn't be like, oh, yes, I'm going to go sin. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But the fact that you recognize it's a sin is showing where your focus is. Because he wouldn't be convicting you if that power wasn't in you. It already shows the Holy Spirit is working in you. That's just the truth. And so the last part that we're going to talk about tonight is how do you do this? I want you to know that if you think that you can't, you're right. You can't sanctify yourself. Isaac can't sanctify you. Pastor Charlie can't sanctify you. None of us here can give you even the step-by-step process in order to... Be sanctified. (laughs) We really can't. We can't. And you can't sanctify yourself. It's a co-effort between you and God. It takes two people. God and you. (laughs) Exodus 31.13 says, Tell the people of Israel to keep my Sabbath day. For the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between you and me from generation to generation. It is given to you so that you may know I am the Lord who makes you holy. I am the Lord who makes you holy. You can't do it without him. You can't. If you're trying to live a holy life without having a new heart first, you cannot. You will stumble, you will fall, you will fail. You don't have that power. You need God for sanctification. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, your whole spirit and body and soul, Be kept blameless until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. And it's the Holy Spirit that works through us and in us to make us holy. You have to be willing. You have to be focused. 
Again, it's not, oh, I need to force myself to read my Bible so that God will make me holy. That's not what I'm saying. It's an internal desire. It's an internal desire to live out God's will in your life. I know that you guys are probably like, what can I do, though? I, I want to be able to, to do this. I need you guys to focus on God. God needs you to focus on God, <laughs> you know? If you're not focused on him, if you're not focused on him, you should be feeling this heaviness in your heart right now. I was standing over there, and I thought that tonight was one of the best nights for worship ever. I thought that it was awesome. And I was in here earlier, and I was praying. I was like, Holy Spirit, would you just, would you just be in here? Would you be here as we worship? I prayed that that no one on the stage would leave without feeling the Holy Spirit's presence. And I pray that tonight nobody would leave this room without feeling the Holy Spirit's presence. And I believe it. I believe that nobody is. I believe that no one is going to leave here tonight without feeling that presence. So I know I probably didn't take my time, but that just means that God wants us to have more time to talk about how to apply this to our lives and to talk about and pray about these things. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys to spread out. And there's a couple types of people I want to address as we go into prayer. Don't get distracted. I truly believe that God will not let any distractions be in here tonight. Don't get distracted from him. This whole entire thing was to focus on him. Just because you spread out and you might be by your friends does not mean anything. I believe in the power of God. I want you to know, once again, I will reiterate this. If you're not saved, you don't have God's power. If you're not saved, it's not in you. But that doesn't mean it can't be. That doesn't mean it can't be. You could pray tonight. Even if you think that you've prayed that prayer before, but you didn't really mean it, you could pray it again tonight. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't let your friend next to you hold you back. And if you need a leader, all of us are willing. I know all of us are willing. We care about you guys so much. So that's the first person I want to address. If you're not saved and you know it, you know you're not right with God, make it right. The second person is that if you're struggling with a sin, really struggling. I want you to know a little pathway out of sin that my youth pastor taught me. Turn to God, so accept him if you haven't already, and focus on him. Turn away from the sin. Turn away from the sin and know that God wants to wipe out your sins. The third person is if anyone is here and they're wondering what their job is in sanctification. Check your focus. Am I focused on God or am I focused on the world? I'm going to leave you with Philippians 4.8. I know we just went through Philippians and you're like, oh, yes, I know this verse by heart now. But it says, fix your thoughts on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Are you focused on the world or are you focused on God? We hope you enjoyed the sermon. 
If you want to find out more about our youth ministry or any other ministry here at Evangel Temple, you can visit our website at etchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.